DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Joe Ingles is going to uh, join us momentarily here, PK. He's going to uh, give us a lowdown on what happened, what turned things around in Game 2. I don't think either one of us was surprised that they won, but the way they won, late second, early third quarter, they just blew that thing wide open. Joe Ingles is a big old badass. It's simple as that. <laughs> and PK says that because we were just told Joe's on hold, <laughs> waiting, and he can hear it. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe, and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles joins us now on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Is it a better morning after a big win, or is that stuff really you put it to bed when you go to bed and it no longer impacts you one way or another? Um, I mean, it makes it a bit easier to go to bed. Um, but yeah, by the time you kind of get up this morning, it's um, you kind of flick the switch and it's gone to the next one. So um, obviously, we were happy with a lot more things kind of last night than we were in the first game. But yeah, you, obviously being in a series is there's always things you can adjust. Obviously, they'll they'll make some adjustments. We'll look at some stuff, and I'm sure there's there's stuff that we can obviously still do better. And um, yeah, going to the the next one, ready to play again. I don't know how much you're paying attention to the West, but it's been crazy, and it's only been one or two games. You think there's a general feeling among all the guys, no matter what team you are in down there in Orlando, that at this point it's just anybody's game? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I have no idea what's going through other players or teams' heads or anything, but um, I think we came in here and. Like I've always said, we we came in and, and used those eight games, and um, obviously we lost some, we won some, we, we played well in some, we we played bad in some, um, but we wanted to be ready for for the playoffs. And um, I think in game one we we did a lot of good things um, as well, and went to overtime. Um, obviously lost it in in overtime, and um, went and watched the film and, and made some adjustments. And I think. Um, we watched a bit of the, the Dallas game last night. Like you, I think if you come in with the, the right mindset and, and obviously I don't know how much the kind of crowd and, and home and away plays into it, but um, yeah, it's just everyone's just playing, playing hard and, and obviously some, some really good games. So it's um, working out perfectly for the NBA. <laughs> It looked like it worked out perfectly for you guys that Donovan going for 57, they had to do something different. They're probably going to double him, blitz him, I think, is the you know, lingo you guys use. And it looked like you guys were completely prepared for that. Is that the kind of thing that you spend a big chunk of practice time on, or is that the kind of thing that you spent so much practice time on over however long you've been with the club? And, you know, in you, your case, all the way back to Quinn's first year, but... You know, for somebody else, maybe it's a year and a half. But you've drilled it so much that Quinn basically just says it, and you know what to do. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, we we talked about obviously it's it's going to be the same going into game three. Like, what what are they going to do to to adjust? Obviously, Donovan in, in both games has been incredibly efficient, um, but but also been really good moving the ball. Um, so obviously they'll they'll make adjustments and and you you can prepare. We can go out there and prepare for whatever we want, um, but you still got to be able to. Like, like we don't know what they're doing, so they might come out and blitz. They might do something different with me. They they started um, blitzing Donovan pretty much from the start, um, as your basketball lingo would say. Um, <laughs> and Donovan's the, the the good thing about Donovan is he's, I mean, in his three years, he's probably seen nearly every coverage you can probably uh, throw at him. And um, even early on, I thought he was. I like, I guess making. It, I said it to him at a timeout. Like you're just making it too hard on yourself. Like you're you're dribbling into the double team and you're trying to quite, not make a hero play, but he was just trying to get. I was like, dude, once you've got the double team, it's on the on the backside. It's two on one or three on two or whatever it is. So, um, I mean, he he made the right play all, all night, and uh, I mean, it's just another a level of his game that that has showed and. Um, his passing, um, and then obviously when he found the time to be aggressive, he was incredibly efficient, but but aggressive at the same time. And then, I mean, Royce's defense on Jamal Murray was 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 unreal, and I, I probably let him get going a little bit in the last game, and, and Royce saved me. Um, Rudy rolling to the rim, Juwan starting the game. I think he hit the first three yesterday. Um, they were daring him to shoot at standing in the thing, and he he splashes the first one. So I think. Overall, everyone just being locked into to what we had to do, and um, obviously we're, we're happy with the win. But we, we know that they're going to make adjustments, and, and and we will too. So game three will be be another fun one. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, man. And from my perspective, you know, I'm watching basketball for so long. I'm just looking for fun games. So long. You're so old. I am. I'm. I'm. Uh, well, I'm certainly older than you. Well, you wouldn't know it by the hairlines, but nevertheless. Um, you can tell by all the wrinkles. Shots fired. Incoming. <laughs> That's just wisdom, Joe. Wisdom, my man. <laughs> Hard earned, but wisdom nonetheless. <laughs> I, mean, I have, I've had a lot of fun watching these games. I mean, even in defeat on the, the other day, that was an incredible game. Do you have fun in that moment? Are you allowing yourself to have fun? I mean, I, I've, the reason I play, I've always, I mean, we've talked about it before, I've always been very realistic with, like, what basketball's given me and, and, and my family and stuff like that. And when I started playing as a five-year-old, like, I started playing because I really enjoyed it. And um, I think for me, and, it, and it's not like this for everybody, but, but when I'm smiling and, and having fun out there, it's it's when I play my best basketball. So if I'm kind of whatever overthinking the, the game plan or like not pretending to be too locked in but when you get so locked in and you're like um it, it kind of consumes your your whole day and morning and um i've just never been a guy that can can do that i just need to kind of take the morning at ease and i don't really think about it or talk about it and um, obviously unless we have a shoot around a walkthrough but when i'm not at the gym and i'm at home and, and all that i just um Kind of try, honestly, try not to think about it at all. And then once I obviously get to the arena and you, you watch film and, and all that pre- preparing for the game is, is when you kind of start to, to get ready. And yeah, everyone's different. I mean, Donovan 
watches more film than I've seen anyone in my life watch. <laughs> um, and it's it's the way he likes to learn. Um, so we, we'll watch team film and everyone obviously does that. But he'll watch game after game. He, he's probably watched every Denver game this year twice over already. Um, and that's the way he likes to learn and, and watch from it. I, I'm different. I'll watch my clips from a previous game or, or certain clips from a, a game in the, in the regular season or whatever it is. But um, yeah, I've always I've always liked um, that kind of just free, like freeing my mind and just just going out and playing. And, and obviously, I know what I'm doing in terms of the, the scouting report and stuff like that. But just just having fun with it. And I mean, that, that overtime game, that double overtime game, the thing was fun. Um, you get to execute down the stretch. It's what we play for, obviously. Some people probably think it's a little bit more pressure or anything like that, but but I mean I'm yeah um, I'm lucky to be in this situation and, and play the game I love and um, kind of obviously I I do take it serious at the same time though. I thought you had a couple opportunities to uh, say something, crack on people during the game, but you were opening up a big lead. Did you kind of get a little quieter and let sleeping dogs lie, all that kind of stuff? Because there were a couple times they thought, oh, they're going to cut and Joe's going to be chirping. And, up, oh, you're just walking off the court. With our team or with their team? Uh, you were crossing the way it well, – you were crossing paths, so you could have spoken to anybody. But you were just kind of, you know, just <laughs> – I was probably too tired. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> no, I think um, – I think we, we – and, I mean, you don't – I don't want to give away all that. So, but you, you, I mean, you never, especially in a series, it's you. You never want to kind of over celebrate or, or over. I mean, like Jamal Murray was yelling in the first game, yelling at the bench and like screaming to for me not to defend him and stuff like that. It's like we we don't. I mean, we, we've never really been like that. We obviously enjoy it. We have, we have a lot of fun out there as a group, but. Um, in the heat of the moment, you obviously, I mean, I i talk the whole game regardless, but when you're up, well, I don't know what we were up at that point, 20, 25, I think we'd obviously blown the lead out. You, you want to, you really want to lock into your game plan and, and not really give them a, I think for us in that kind of last quarter, obviously, not that we knew we'd won the game, but we'd put ourselves in a, in a good position to win the game. And you, you don't want to give them any, any life at that point. You don't want them to, to run some things that, that gets them going a little bit or Jamal, Obviously, he didn't play as well as the first game. Comes out and hits a couple of threes and gets him going a little bit. And um, uh, I think we were so locked into to the game plan and what we had to do that um, nobody was really thinking about anything else except he <laughs> said what we had to do on on defense and and obviously what we were running offensively. And um, I think they they changed their lineup. At, they don't normally start their starters at the start of the fourth, but they obviously. They did yesterday, and, and obviously try to have kind of one more crack at, at getting to the getting into the lead, and then kind of see what happens. But we were able to sustain that, and then um, obviously the last three or four or five minutes, whatever, we we emptied the bench and got our young guys out there. So it was a it, it was a good game for, for us, but obviously um, we we still feel like there's going to be a lot we can improve on. You guys feed off Rudy when he shows that emotion, like he was doing. Yeah, I mean, when Rudy's playing like that, it's he's he's tough to to to, to score on, and he's tough to defend on offense. He um, protecting the rim. It's obviously what we expect, and um, no, I think the the impressive. I mean, obviously, Jokic is, is a hell of a player too, and and that battle between them is um, yeah, is kind of cool to sit back and watch sometimes. But um, 
and, and the amount that they go to Jokic, like he's going to score the boards. It's inevitable that he's going to he's going to put it in a few times. But just for, for Rudy to to stay composed and, and not get kind of flustered or mad when he when he does score, we, we've obviously got a game plan. We, we can we can do a few different things with him. And um, yeah, Rudy was just kind of what I guess it's no surprise to me because it's what I expect him to do. Um, but even on offense, running the floor and. They were playing, Jokic was playing a bit higher on, he was obviously kind of blitzing Donovan, he was playing a lot higher on me than he has in, in the first game and the, the seedings game. And for us to be able to hit him on that half roll and, and him finish and make plays off of that is um, is what we need him to do. And obviously we got to, we've got to pass him ball and, and trust that he's going to make that play. I think he made a left-hand wraparound pass one time, which kind of scared me a little bit. But <laughs> apart from that, he was he, he was really solid on both ends. So is it surprising to you when he blocks not just Jokic's shot, but he blocks it straight down into the paint? It looked like he spiked it in a, in a volleyball. But I'm thinking, well, maybe you've seen that 20 times in practice. Yeah, uh, I think that were um, Donovan or Royce, or one of them was showing me a picture after the game where they were all like, it was right after Rudy had blocked his shot, and they were all like flexing and screaming. Like they were obviously pretty emotional, like happy emotional about it. And, I was in the background just walking normally. Um, and they were saying that they need to edit me out the photo and then it would actually be a really cool photo. But, um, yeah, I mean, I did, like I said, it's just what I expect him to do. Like, I don't, he doesn't, I have seen it a lot of times, obviously. I've seen it in, in games. I've seen it at practice. Um, I've seen it um, tons of times. But, yeah, I mean, I expect him to do that. It's, he's, the best defender in the league, if not one of the top two or whatever they whatever they kind of in that conversation every he's gonna be in that conversation every year, I believe. Um but yeah, I just I don't mate I don't not that I not that I'm putting pressure on him to like but it's just what I expect him to do. It's what he it's what he does. It's what he's really good at. So when he does it, it annoys me more and gets me more emotional when he doesn't do it because I know he can do it. So when when he's locked in like he like he has been this this series, but especially yesterday, um, it just makes us such a better team. Whether it's uh, body language, leadership, scoring, passing, it seems to me Mitchell has elevated his game since you guys have been in Orlando. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I would, for once, agreeing with you, I mean. How's it feel to be right? <laughs> No, yeah, he, he he really has. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, we nitpick at it like a third-year player that's obviously done a hell of a lot than any of us have done in our, in our lifetimes in this three years of his playing. Um, he, he just, I mean, it was, I, I said the same thing. I mean, I don't, we're not word for word, but like from his first game till six months in, like the, the reads on his passing and stuff like that, and, uh, I remember early on people were saying like well, he can score the ball but he can't really pass or he, and he's not defending as well and and I mean there's I don't know what you could say about him now like he he defends he he's he put a lot of time and effort into that and and wants to be a really good defender which is um rare in this league just to to want to do it um obviously there's 
you get a lot more limelight and credit for, for scoring the ball and playing offense, but, but he doesn't. He, he wants to win, and, and a part of that is we need him and and, and Rudy. Um, and obviously, Rudy's Rudy's done it for a long time, but we, we need to play defense. It's, it's the the safest and, and easiest way to to help win a game. And um, his defense has been unreal. Uh, obviously, scoring the ball and and like I said, incredibly efficiently too. I think he's. He's really starting to learn and understand when he can be aggressive, when to to, to shoot, when to pass. His his passing is, um, I don't know what he had yesterday, assist wise or anything like that. But he he, he gets the he gets the ball, and makes the, the right play, and and that's like I mean, same as Rudy. But that's what what I, I mean. I don't know what anyone else thinks in that team, but I, I expect him to do that. Like it's I expect him to make the right play, and if he doesn't make the right play, I'm going to tell him, and and, and he knows that, and. Um, he he'd even said a couple of times like he he was trying to get deeper in the pick and roll so that he could draw the baseline guy who was kind of Jamal or, or Porter or whoever it was a lot of the time and jump up and kick it out to the thing and then it's two on one with like me and Royce or someone on that on the backside and um, yeah I mean it's I mean maybe it's not fair by me but but I expect those two guys to do that so um, I'm glad they're doing it. <laughs> So TNT ran a little audio clip, you know, guys mic'd up and all that, and we could hear Donovan sticking three-pointers in guys' faces and then telling them, it's nothing personal. <laughs> is he is he going to end up being a better talker than you too, Joe? Because that's the thing you've got on everybody. You can talk. I Honestly, I could not care less. Um, <laughs> but I'm never going to ever, you can quote me on it now, I will never ever be mic'd up, so... You'll never get to hear what I really, really say during the game, anyway. But um, no, it's just not. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm happy he does it. It's good for the NBA. It's cool for. I mean, it's cool for, for even for players. I think yesterday we were watching, and it had I think Tatum was was mic'd up with Boston yesterday or the game before, and it had high like it's. It, it's cool to see guys' personalities from other teams. Obviously, I, I know our guys, but just to see how other guys act with their teammates and interact. And, I mean, you never know when they throw a mic on how, how real it all is. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty cool thing that they can do that. And, obviously, awesome that Donovan lets them because I wouldn't do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Donovan can have what he wants. What am I going to do? I'm going to tell him not to do anything. Like, <laughs> Expecting Conley back for game three? Um, I mean, he's here somewhere. I was actually just looking at my window then, and I was like, because there's obviously, there's, I mean, there's rooms and hotels and buildings everywhere. And I know he's in here somewhere, but I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where he is. Um, Donovan saw him yesterday, I think, so I might go visit him through his window or something from whatever the correct distance is. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know what the exact procedure is with. Like with negative tests and time here, I think it, I think it's four days or whatever it is, but or three days or four. I actually don't even know. You probably know better than I do. And a certain amount of negative tests you've got to have and stuff like that. So um, if he passes all that stuff and whatever, and and he's back, then awesome. If he doesn't, we'll we'll hold it down and, until he is back. Well, congrats on the win, Joe. It's uh, it's one one, and you got everybody intrigued right now. That's exactly what we were trying.
trying to do. There you go. Intrigue people. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. No worries. They'll appreciate it, guys. There's Joe Ingles joining us earlier today, but we wanted to replay it for you, the 9 o'clock listener. All right, when we come back, everything you missed in this show, the breaking football news this morning, BYU scheduling, the other upset in the NBA, the NBA Western playoffs were just all sorts of scrambled because Kenny the Jet Smith might have been spot on. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz and the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. The Jazz beat the Nuggets 124-105. Series level of the game apiece. Donovan Mitchell, 30 points. 21 of them in the third quarter. Jordan Clarkson off the bench with 26. Game three tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Pre-game starts on the zone at 1 o'clock. Will Barton left the Orlando bubble to get a second opinion on his ailing right knee. He has not played since the season resumed. Doesn't look like he's going to play in this series. Gary Harris still expected to be out as well. Dallas Mavericks beat the LA Clippers 127-114. Series tied at a game apiece. Raptors up 2-0 on the Nets after a 104-99 win. Celtics up 2-0 on the Sixers after a 128-101 win. Four games today starting with Heat and Pacers at 11 a.m. Thunder and Rockets at 1.30. Blake Blazers and Lakers in the primetime game at 7. All the games are on ESPN today. This back-to-basketball update is presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's been a long four months. Welcome back. Don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up and hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Catch every second of every moment of Utah Jazz basketball. As the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando, your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Name is here as we can Luka Doncic, next time they're going in, they're going to believe they're going to win. Game three with the Clippers. had some must-see TV coming up right there. That series is 1-1. And honestly, watching that first Nuggets-Clippers game, I thought the Nuggets had a chance. And I totally picked the Clippers, believed in the Clippers, thought the Clippers were going to win that before the series started. And watching game one, I still thought the Clippers would win the series. But... Watching game one, the Nuggets can, or the Nuggets, the uh, Mavericks can win this game. The, the Clippers, it, it looked disjointed. They looked out of sync. They didn't look, the Nuggets were right there. And then Porzingis got kicked out, and the Clippers won. But then the Nuggets, I don't want to say they had game two under control the whole way because the Clippers made some runs and they tied the game up. I was, I was watching, but I wasn't completely locked in. I was on the phone actually with Locke. Uh, talking to him about the game, and I was telling him, I think the I think the the Mavericks they got a lead here. The Clippers don't look right. He goes, the Clippers. I, I pace when I when I'm on the phone, so I'm not in front of the screen at all times. And then <laughs> lock lock thing. The Clippers just went on a run. It's tied at I don't know, it was 75 or 78 or whatever it was. And then the Mavericks just pulled right away again. He's like, oh, you're right. The Mavericks are back up by eight. That happened quick. And a game kind of had that. And in the whole second half, the Clippers start to get it together. 
And then the Mavericks would pull away again. And the Mavericks end up winning 127-114. And I think in both the Jazz Nuggets series and in this series, and maybe we just got to throw the Blazers and Lakers in there, although that's kind of one-off because the Blazers weren't healthy when they were losing. And since they've been healthy, I think they were 8-2 in the bubble. So the Rockets have to be in a great mood right now. The one, two, and three seeds have all lost a game. Or a combined two and three. It could be us. You know, Kenny the Jet Smith came on and said, because it's in the bubble, all bets are off. The emotion of a crowd, you know, even a veteran like Jeff Hornacek, you know, he said, getting heckled on the road didn't bother me because it happened all the time. It's just part of playing on the road. But at home, you do get the emotion. You're fatigued and you push through it. It fires you up. And teams don't have that now. And I do think for the younger guys and the role players, they can sometimes get intimidated on the road, lose their composure, play a step slow, and that's enough to get you beat. And now you don't have that. You're in an empty gym and you just got to play. So Kenny the Jet Smith was saying, all bets are off. And now looking at the first five games that the top three seeds have played, all bets are off. Kenny nailed it. Doesn't mean that one, two, and three won't come back and win their series. They all could. But we could be in for some shockers here, too. It's uh, The only time the Mavericks have looked outmatched against the Clippers was in the quarter and a half Porzingis didn't play. So if they have their guys, I think they'll be fine. And the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell looks freakishly confident. Like at a level I've never seen before. And PK was talking about it two weeks ago, and I think it's all borne out to be true. But if you saw the TNT, and I retweeted it, you can find it on uh, Twitter at David DJ James. If you see the TNT piece and you see him and the audio, and at the end, you got to go all the way to the end. He said some stuff. He's clearly talking, and some of it's communicating on defense and all that kind of stuff. And some's talking to teammates. But at the end, he's taunting the Nuggets, and it's vicious. And Joe who's a good player, but not a great player, not a transcendent guy, right? Joe himself, on the, we just replayed it, he doesn't compare himself to Donovan Mitchell, right? Donovan's on another level from Joe. And Joe's already on a pretty good level. Joe, who talks all the time, he just shut up. I mean, you got, you got Gobert over there spiking the ball off the floor and other guys roaring and yelling in the background. Joe's just walking down court. Now, Joe could go over and say something clever to Jokic. I have no doubt Joe had something clever to say. But he was more of the mood like, this is going well. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you're supposed to do and don't screw it up. Joe likes to talk. He is a transcendent trash talker in this league. But, but, but he said, yeah. when you're up big, just you mind your P's and Q's, yeah, cross T's, dot I's, keep doing what you're doing. Don't screw this up. You got him. Donovan, meanwhile, is going off in the third quarter, and he's telling guys, it ain't personal. And it wasn't just the words, you got to hear the tone. I mean, he's got enough of a margin of of comfort. He's so much better than them that he can spend some of his focus and his energy over here yapping. I I don't want to sit here and say Jazz 4-1, to but if Donovan's really that... If your best player is really that much better than their best player and anyone they can throw at you, you're in an awfully good spot. And I still think that, you know, Bowler came on earlier and said six or seven game series. I would say six right now. And I would have thought Nuggets and six when this thing started. Now I'm thinking Jazz and six. There's still bound to be some back and forth. These two teams are too good. I can't believe either one's just going to go beat the other one four times in a row. 
And I know you can say, well, the Nuggets beat them four in a row. Mm, yeah, over like six months with different preparation time. But when you're focused and locked in playing each other and you know each other's play calls, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're beating each other four in a row. But, man, you you got to be crazy not to watch Donovan and think that his attitude and his comfort level doesn't factor into this. All right, let's go to the phones. Buckle up. Here he comes, Rick the Dishwasher. I have no idea. Yach was giggling the second he put the phone on hold. All right, Rick, what have you got? All right, first of all, your point about uh, no home crowd. The home court advantage comes from refereeing. It does. That's a, that's a factor. It's not the only no. one, but it is a factor. No, it's the factor. You go to the line seven more times a game, which converts to five points which in Vegas always gives the home court five-point advantage. Referees more inclined to go with the home team and not make the call against the home team. So it always it just comes down to that. Now, indirect ways Mike Conley affects this team negatively. Forget the direct ways of him shooting 22% and turning the ball over and can't play defense and can't penetrate it anymore. The indirect ways are... He's the point guard. He gets the point guard defending him. Donovan Mitchell can score on any point guard in this league because he's stronger and can jump over him. You put a two guard on him. Remember, I didn't say Donovan's fast because he jumps off of two legs. When he jumps off of one leg, it's the Euro step, and he doesn't go vertical. When you put a bigger two guard on him or even a, uh, a small forward on him, He's way less effective. His percentage goes down. And also, no, but I think that's changing. Oh, yeah. oh, you can yeah. go to history, Rick, but they put Torrey Craig on him in game one, and he fouled well, Torrey Craig out in a heartbeat and went for 57 yeah, points. He did do it. He had, remember, those are his two best games he's had as a Jazz player. Right, because, and that has to do with Mike Conley not being out there also. Mike Conley in this new NBA where you don't need a fac- – Donovan Mitchell is the new NBA player. He doesn't need a facilitator. He doesn't move without the – you know, he – he doesn't need three screens to get open, give him the ball. Sure, and and, but I think he's we see where you're going. Hurt. So tell me why Quinn Snyder doesn't see all this, keep the ball in Donovan's hands, well, and use and use Mike Conley as a spot-up shooter. No. Because we're paying him third. No, and that's the only thing Conley brings you. But when your spot-up shooter's 160 pounds and six foot two, he's killing you. And we have we, one thing his team can do is shoot from the perimeter. That's it. You know, we don't have enough people yeah, that can that's... blow past people. No, I mean, that's, we're not a good defensive team. We have Rudy Gobert and Royce O'Neal. The rest really can't defend their positions that well. Do you think so, if the – okay, if, the Nuggets have scored 105 points in regulation in game one and then obviously yeah. in game two. So if the Nuggets keep scoring 105 points, do you think they're going to win this series? No, we're, we're probably as good as them because they have two people – they do, but, them, but they're, they're those aren't offensive remember, guys. Conley those are defensive guys. We proved that during the season. We play better with Kyle Conley, and here's the other reason he indirectly hurts you. Um, Conley, when it's fourth quarter, who's the point guard? Donovan. What is the use of having Conley out there in the fourth quarter? You can, everybody can shoot over him. I so mean, this it, is it? The Jazz are going to play Conley and they're going to lose? Is no, this what no. you're saying? No, 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 I'm not, no. And here's the <laughs> well, other What are you saying? <laughs> but hang on. You put him on the second unit, Clarkson is just like Donovan. He's not moved without the ball. It's give him a – Clarkson's perfect for second unit because he's the first, second, and third option. 
When he's given the green light, that guy can score on everybody. Now, if you have four options out there and Clarkson's out there, well, guess what? He's taking shots away from other people. It's not good for a starting unit. So he's perfect for the second unit. Well, again, now what good is Conley? He's just going to take shots away from Clarkson. Okay, so they're going to lose with Conley. No, you need him. This is what I said at the beginning of the year. He needs to be 16-minute man. He'd be a great 16-minute backup point guard. Okay. That we're paying $35 million for. Now, Bogdanovich, of course, hurts us. We'd be a better team. But Denver's just as shallow as us right now. I mean, we're identical kind of teams other than Rudy's a big, tall defender and Jokovic gives some things that, you know, Rudy doesn't give. But other than that, we're a mirror of them. Okay. Shallow bench, shooters. All right, we got to run. Thanks, Rick. All right, I've already got people. This guy thinks he knows everything. There's plenty of uh, Juwan. I saw it on, on Twitter last night, and we've had people tweeting at us, and we'll get to it in the next segment. There's uh, plenty of people saying Juwan Morgan's playing great. Uh, what is, uh, what's Quinn Snyder going to do now with Conley back? I think he's going to congratulate Juwan Morgan, pat him on the back, and start Mike Conley. It's a nice seat Quinn there. Snyder has had multiple conversations with multiple people. Not even conversations, the wrong word. In, he was speaking after he got up from the press conference, which he usually... And this is in the before times when there actually were post-game press conferences. And he was walking away, and somebody asked questions about Conley, and he just turned and he said to him, and he didn't yell, and there's no snide derisive tone. He was just reinforcing his point. He said, and it was probably December would be my guess when he said this, early December. Mike Conley is a really good basketball player. Okay? Quinn is all in on Conley. It's going to be Conley. I will be shocked if it's not Conley. And if you look at Conley's stats from February 1st on, they're good. The numbers are good. I don't think Mike Conley's coming back and screwing this up. And honestly, if Conley gets out there and gives up a 10-2 run, well, now they know Morgan can play. They can just plug him back in. you got to produce. They know you're plus-minus. They know what you're doing on the floor. And if it doesn't get done, they're going to try another guy. So... The leash isn't that long, but I don't. Hey, I think that's irrelevant. If they double Donovan again, and I don't know what they're going to do. Pick your poison. If they go one on one. He's he's liable to hang forty or fifty on him. And if they double him, then guys are going to be open. And if Conley's the guy who's open, he's going to make about forty percent of his three pointers, and the Jazz will be fine. When they looked bad in the bubble, nobody could hit a three. And Joe won't go into it on the air. But clearly, their spacing was off. They weren't getting the ball to the right guy. And now they are. And once shots start to fall, it's contagious. And if you have to fear anything in this, because the Jazz aren't going to win 15 more games and they aren't going to win the title and something's going to go wrong and what's it going to be, I think it's one of two things. One, an opponent starts switching everything because that's bothered the Jazz. And the Nuggets haven't wanted to do that. Now, are they going to try that in series? I don't think so. I don't know. But I think if, if they keep doing what they're doing, I think the Jazz are going to find a way to win this. The, it's not just the Jazz won game two, but the confidence and the strut and the way they did it, I think they really feel like they know all the questions and they know all the answers. It's like taking a test in school. Sometimes you walk in, eh, I think I know this stuff. Yeah, that's usually a problem. And sometimes you walk in and I know this stuff. What time's the game tonight? <laughs> you can do well on that test. And, and to me, that was 
the jazz body language and what we were hearing from Donovan on that mic'd up stuff. They think they know the answers. All right, DJ and PK, your feedback coming up. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. I've driven through Declo with Scott Gerard. Declo has some stuff. It's got a school there. It's got a little uh, intersection. You do blink and you miss it. I stopped at a gas station near Declo. There was a woman behind the counter. I said, do you know Scott Gerard?" She said, no. So not everybody knows him. What, are you just trying to put Scotty down? Why would you I tell thought, that story? No. At no point did I would put Scotty down. Uh-huh. Declo has some stuff. You do blink and you kind of miss it. Not everybody knows him. I like Declo, man. I like the people I've met there. I got nothing but good things to say. Uh-huh. The Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Okay, you guys go ahead and email my address over to Rick because I'm buying him a beer, a soda, a root beer float, a double-double, whatever he wants because he's the man. Me and him are on the same Conley page. That's right. Rick, we're going to need you to assist in busing table 10, you joker. They're from Colorado. Thank you. How did Mike Conley Jr. become so divisive? How did that happen? Make $30 million a year, I guess. I don't know. Is everyone aware or no one aware? They're not. How good his dad was? I don't think they're aware. Really? I don't think so. His dad was a world-class triple jumper. I I remember watching his dad at Olympic Games and World Championships. Like He's been around high-level athletic competition his whole life. Now you're as good as you are, and you know your dad was good at this sport, and you're good at this sport. And I don't see any problem with him fitting in. I don't think this is about him fitting in. I think there's a couple things happening here. And by the way, our, our Twitter feed is just as divided on Conley as the uh, last two open mics. Yeah, that was Dwight and Clint. Rob, everyone knocking Conley is de facto asking for Moutier minutes. Think on that, dot, dot, dot. Rob clearly wants Conley back. Nate, Jazz are vastly superior without Conley. Yeah, I'm not buying that. One game at a time, Mark says. Everyone's making adjustments. Now we're bringing Conley back, so we'll have just to that and see if he can bring the same energy he had before he left. I'm cautiously optimistic, though. Yeah, that's the, Him bringing the same energy isn't uh, really what I'm worried about. I think it'd be fine. I don't think it's about him. He's another guy who can make the Nuggets pay if they turn this into a four-on-three game. Now, if you're going to guard everybody straight up, and switch everything, that's like the one thing I haven't seen Donovan conquer right now. He's conquered the other stuff and done it while seemingly, it sounds wrong to say like 80% engaged, but I think that when you start yapping at people constantly, you got extra capacity, right? No matter how good you are at basketball, if you're going to go out at recess and beat up on the third graders and you're a grown adult, you don't have to be totally focused and you can talk. But at some point, you're getting pushed, and you got to be totally focused to figure it out. And Donovan seems to be past that. When you back up 57 points with 30 points on 10 of 14 shooting, 
the game's coming pretty easy to you. You really have this. You really have this nailed down. Just, just totally batting down the hatches. You are in great shape. And so I guess the thing is, do we trust our eyes, or do you have this built-in doubt as a Jazz fan? Like, well, something's going to go wrong, so I'm not going to get too high. We got people here. I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't think you should think it's a done deal because it's not done until it's done. But I think you can remove the cautious and just be optimistic. The teams that have beaten the Jazz in the playoffs have been, you know, the best two or three teams in basketball. The Warriors beat them as a one seed. The Rockets beat them as a one seed. Now, the Rockets were a four seed last year when they beat them, but nobody in the West did better than the Rockets against the Warriors. Took them to six. I do think the Clippers took them to six earlier in that playoff. I think you got to be really good to take the Jazz out. And I don't know Denver missing two guys. It just looks like defensively they can't hang with the Jazz. And they're only scoring 105 points a game, which is not a ridiculous number. I think that's a number if the Jazz... If the Nuggets keep scoring 105 points a game, the Jazz are going to win the series. And the Nuggets have shot 53% from three and won in overtime. And then they shot another good number last night, 48%. I think they're right at 50% for the series. And they got an overtime win? And they got blown out? And I don't know where it is. Maybe it was back on Facebook. But we had someone say that. I would rather... It's 1-1, so he's not making any predictions. But he's saying, I'd rather be the team that won a blowout and lost an OT game than the team that won an OT game and got blown off the floor while shooting 50% from three. Because usually, oh, the shots go in. And you'll get hot. They're already hot. They're going to be cold in the game. And when they're cold, the Jazz are winning. So that ought to be a second win for the Jazz. The Nuggets shouldn't be hot for five more games in this series. I guess they could win it in three more and not have to play the fourth and fifth. I think you can drop the... If you want to stay... Uh, if you want to drop the cautious, I'm with you there. Optimistic. It's not a lock, but you've got to be optimistic off of what you've seen in two games. All right, coming up, hands to Scotty. We'll find out their level of optimism next. Stay with us.